You're watching KCMI TV. Well, thank you for joining me today. And um, I want to talk to you about something that is really just, as I look back, it's really just a reflection of, of my own life. And I think uh, one of the reasons why you and I like each other is because I think we're very similar. Uh, you know, I, I have a voice, but our, I think my life and many of you that I talk to is, is reflects each other's. And so hopefully today, uh, what we're going to delve into in the Word of the Lord will encourage you and strengthen you. Um, I want to take my text out of the book of Psalms, chapter 55, just one verse, and it says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never, boy, I like that, he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. And so uh, the key word that I want to pull from this verse is, he shall sustain thee. And um, I know this from experience. Nobody ever walks in their purpose in their entire life. Uh, I mean, you don't start when you're 18 and you're thrust into your purpose and then for the rest of your life, you know, you're walking in that. I have found that most of the time when God creates somebody for, uh, for purpose in the kingdom of God, that many times it's just for a period of time. And uh, I think for many of you, as it's, as it's been for me personally, you can go most of your life before God ever thrusts you into the purpose for which he created you. And um, <clears throat> I think that there are lots of reasons for that. But this is what I know, that in the process of getting to that point to where God can use you, he has to sustain you. And this is what the writer said. He said, cast your burden on the Lord. And what happens is uh, when we when we're birthed for purpose, sometimes it's not, it isn't defined. We're not sure what it is. We just feel it. Over the years, you know, that uh, I could feel the Spirit of God in me. And, and uh, you know, there were seasons where I, I really wasn't preaching much and, you know, held down a full-time job. And, and yet I would feel this unction to preach and I had no release and I would release it in my prayer time and uh, you know be so frustrated and thank God you know what is this and even prayed Lord if you're not going to use me then just take this unction out of me take this desire out of me and as I look back over the years and I think many of you can look back over your life and say this I am here today only because God sustained me. And I want to uh, just give you some definition of the word sustain here in, in the Hebrew. It means God will support me in the sense of, you know, he will shore you up. It means he'll maintain you. 
he'll supply your needs. He will help you endure. You know, there's a verse that says that um, he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. And one of my favorite verses was where Paul talks about, he said, I have fought the fight and I have kept the faith. And then he says this, I love this. He says, I have finished my course. Uh, and over the years, I think that all of us can testify that have a call of God in our life, that God has sustained us. He has helped us. He's met our needs. And oh my goodness, I look back over time and sometimes God will allow you to be buffeted by the enemy or to be tested. But this I know when God sustains you, he will never allow the devil to destroy you. Bible says we're cast down, but we're not destroyed. And, you know, we're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. And God will take us through seasons where uh, we, it's not that we're in great blessing. My goodness, over the years, you know, we would just, we struggled so much and we would look back and think, how did we pay our bills? And how did we make ends meet? It was because God was our supply. And in the natural realm, I have zero explanation to describe how we made it other than that it was a divine intervention by God. And one of the words that sustain means, it means to restrain. And I, looking back, know this, that sometimes God will, will restrain us from doing something or going through a door that we feel like is, is a great opportunity. God shuts doors that we don't need to go through. And many times we will look at a door and we'll think, well, that's it. That's the opening that God has for us. And so uh, I want to give you some, just some thoughts about uh, why God will wait sometimes almost a lifetime before he will put us into our, our purpose. Uh, sometimes it's not that there's something wrong with us. It is that the purpose for which God's created us for has not yet come into fruition. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, in the in the New Testament, the Bible says that Zechariah and Elizabeth, you know, they birth the forerunner of Christ, who is John the Baptist. And it wasn't that they had sin in their life, and they had been praying their whole married life, God give us children. Elizabeth was barren. She couldn't, her body would not produce the fruit. Was It wasn't because God was displeased with them. It was that the child that they were going to birth, his purpose, his destiny was tied to someone else's. Sometimes God has created the purpose for your life, but it's, it's, it's tied to some, some other person. And John, they could not birth John 
until it was time for prophecy to be fulfilled for Jesus to come along. Because if John had been birthed 10 years before Jesus, he would have had no purpose. He was a forerunner. He was to announce Christ. And so they couldn't birth John until Jesus' purpose had to be fulfilled. There are things sometimes that have to happen in the earth, in culture, um, in the affairs of men before God can put you into your purpose. Many of you are a solution for a problem that maybe doesn't exist yet. That's the way it was for us. Our church was that way. And then one day when the coronavirus came along and people are desperate for a place, God says, now I'm going to release you. And he did. Um, when, when God sustains us, and this is, this is where it's difficult sometimes. It's not necessary we're walking in great blessing. He's doing just enough to keep us alive, to keep us going forward. And when you go back to the Old Testament and you read about Elijah, who, oh my goodness, such a prophet of the Lord, probably never been a greater prophet than, than Elijah. And, you know, Jesus speaks of John the Baptist. He says, there's never been a greater prophet than John the Baptist. But even then, Jesus said, he comes in the spirit and the power of Elijah. So here Elijah is walking, you know, in, in this great purpose of the Lord. We don't know where he came from. And uh, before he ever walks in his purpose, which really was to go on Mount Carmel, to call fire down from heaven, and to bring Israel to the knowledge of who Christ was or who Jehovah was. But up until that point, his ministry, the need for him had not yet arisen. There was no need for his voice really at that time. So the Lord tells Elijah, he says, go to Zarephath, because there he says, I have caused a widow to sustain thee. He wasn't in his purpose. Many times uh, God will send us in the opposite direction of where we eternally are going to go because he's doing something in us or he's going to sustain us. Over the years, I look back, I've pastored small churches, you know, and I've worked all kinds of jobs. Uh, I've been a logger, I've roofed houses, I've drove truck, I've sold office equipment, I laid carpet. Uh, and I looked at all those things when I was in there. I was a pipe fitter in the shipyards, I did millwright work. And I'm thinking, I am so far from my purpose. But what God was doing, he was sustaining me for that time. Many of you are in a situation to where you feel like it has zero impact on what you feel the call of God is for your life. Well, it could be that God is saying, listen, for what I've raised you up for, it's not yet coming to pass in the earth. So I've got to sustain you until, that, until the need for you arises. And so the Lord sends him to Zarephath, and there a widow sustains him. Heavens don't open. God's not speaking. But what's the Lord doing? He says, I am sustaining you. I am preserving you. So when the time comes in the kingdom of God, that Kairos moment, that I need you, 
to walk into what I've created you for, you will be ready. And then the day comes where God says, now it's time. And of course, he walks into the beauty of what God has called him to do. You can go back and you, re and you can read about Joseph. It's the same thing. Um, there are reasons why God will delay bringing us into our purpose. Uh, one we've just talked about. It's just the time is not right. You know, you can, God can raise you up, but nobody's going to listen. Uh, another one is, is that your <clears throat> character and your maturity, it takes time to produce those things. And, of course, we know the gifts of God are without repentance. They just come. But God will, there's such a, a mantle that comes with, there's such a burden of responsibility. You are, you are impacting so many people's lives that God can't afford to have you shipwrecked. And I pray this a lot, Lord, help me not to fall. I know that I'm an encouragement to many of you, but I can tell you this, I'm human just like you. And, but by the grace of God, and so could I have handled the success that I have now when I was 30? No. It was the years of being sustained that God would, he tore down some things, he built up some things, he brought me to a place to where am I grateful for the blessings of the Lord? Yes, but they don't replace God. They might have years ago. So the Lord sometimes will delay your purpose until you have the, the maturity to walk in the fullness of what God has. Um, I also have realized over the years that purpose, it defines provision. And um, wherever God has you, he will provide. And when you are not being used in the fullness of who God needs you to be used as, sometimes the provision is more meager. And all of us can look back and think, boy, I sure wish God would have, you know, given me more or whatever. But your purpose will really, it determines what God is going to release in your life. Um, here we are in our church now. Um, the the need for provision is greater. We're building a new building. And it's, you know, I'm thankful for the building, but um, I'll be honest with you, if I'm just after the presence of the Lord, um, you know, if, if I could get people to come to church and just uh, use porta potties and sit in wooden chairs, I'd do it. Uh, but we have to, you know, adjust to the culture, the need of the culture. But what God will do in your life as he advances you, as he promotes you, then the provision will increase. So don't allow the enemy to trick you into thinking that this is how it's always going to be, because it's not. Oh my, over the years, my wife and I would go through seasons where we'd think, well, this is, this is all God has for us. And I had to learn to adjust that. If that's all God has for me, then it's all right because I want to be in the will of the Lord. And then God will shock you. And overnight, he will say, the need 
is in the earth now for which I created you for, and God will promote you. See, this is when, when Joseph was 17 years old, the gift of God was on him, the vision of the Lord was on him. But it is 13 years before he is ever recognized by Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and promoted. So you have all of that period where God sustains him. The devil tries to kill him. And every time the enemy would come after Joseph, God would do something and give him favor. I'm sure that Joseph, when he was in prison, never, never thought that I will be second in command in the whole land of Egypt. But the Lord never put Joseph in his purpose until it was time for there to be a famine in Egypt. And many of you are on the very verge of God picking you up and inserting you into a whole new dimension. Time, sometimes God will sustain us for us to understand our gift. Um, gifts can be so misused. You can do so much damage to people, especially prophetically. Uh, over the years, I have felt many, many times I've gone somewhere and I could feel people wanting me to prophesy, and yet I didn't have it. And so you got to be very careful to understand your gift. And I was a preacher before I was ever a prophet. And so still, probably 90% of everything I do is preaching. And one of the things that also God will do in the process before he ever puts you into your purpose for which he birthed you for is he will allow you to go through difficult seasons so you will understand the pain of people that you're going to encounter when you're no longer in pain. And what this does is it, it creates compassion in you. One of the most dangerous things in the church is for leaders that have great gifts, but they don't have compassion, and they cannot feel the pain of people. And what you and I in this day want to be more than anything else is we want to be men and women who give hope and give healing. And that when our provision becomes greater, that we don't forget the years that we went through pain and we went through suffering so that when we meet those that are in need, we're able to embrace them and weep with them and pour into them because we've been there. And I think that we're close to the coming of the Lord. And if we are, that means that there are so many of you that are perhaps months away or less that God's saying it's time and the Lord just putting you, he thrust you into it. So over the, I'm thankful for sustaining. I'll end it with this. Caleb made a great statement when he was 85 years old. And he said this, I am as strong today as I was when I went into Canaan the first time at the age of 40. And yet we forget many times that he had to live in the wilderness for 45 years or 40 years, somewhere in that time frame, without ever seeing God use him. God sustained him. And 
God will preserve your strength, he'll preserve your health, he'll preserve your, your intellect, your ability, your cognitive ability, your strength, all of those things. That when it's time, you won't say, well, I can't do it now because I'm too old. God say, no, I have preserved you, I have sustained you. I hope this has is, is helped you today. Um, I've walked through it, many of you have walked through it. Listen, we are coming out of this with great blessing great provision. I love you. I'll see you next week. God bless you. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.